Welcome to the 100th episode of the Facts About Packs podcast. We are gathered here in Florida for the NAPAC post-election conference, Michaela, and we are joined by David Schild and Megan Killian Joyce. Welcome. Great to be here. Fabulous to be here. This has been the most incredible in-person oh my gosh. post-election conference I could have hoped for. And just for everybody listening, this is a different episode of this podcast. We are finally all together in one place, having a beverage of our choice. <laughs> <laughs> and today's 100th episode of the Facts About PACS podcast is brought to you by Public Affairs Support Services, or PASS. We've been keeping PACS on track for 38 years. From preparing and filing your FEC and state PAC reports to managing your PAC match program and hosting your PAC website, the employee owners at PASS make your PAC programs and compliance their business. Mary O'Reilly at PASS, thank you so much for being with us live on our podcast today to share all about PASS. Michaela, you've been hosting this thing. Yeah. Give us your first idea about how this has been going, what it's been to be with everyone. Well, you know, everyone has said to me, I feel like this is the planning for a wedding. And I said, it's been, we've been planning for a wedding for three years. We have talked about this uh, since really before the pandemic. We were fortunate, thanks to you, Adam and Brendan, who's here on site to be able to have a virtual conference in 2020. But I tell you what, David and Megan, nothing beats being, especially in Florida, for this in-person post-election conference 2022. I have been counting the 1,460 days <laughs> since we were all together. It has been too long uh, since we were all feeling the sunshine on our face and seeing each other's smiles. And uh, Michaela, you could not have done a better job with this gathering. It's just tremendous. Well, I appreciate that feedback, but I have to say from Megan Joyce, who is the NAPAC president, to our board of directors, our executive committee, uh, all of our members, and honestly, the NAPAC team, which includes both you, David, and Adam, and, and everyone else that really came together to pull this off. Um, it, it really was a team effort. Megan, your leadership has been really, really important, not just with the priorities of NAPAC, but keeping everybody focused on getting back to in person and making things the way they were how what are you feeling about how this has been going I'm just so happy it's just so great to see new friends old friends and it's like a family reunion just coming back together again and it just feels really special and everyone I've talked with I think feels the same it's just feels so damn good it does. I mean, listen, uh, Michaela Isler, we are sitting right here while people are throwing bean bags. <laughs> I see them in their finest beach loungewear. Pass, who's the most incredible sponsor, has got all this great stuff. I mean, this is the dream to get everybody yeah. together. I'm beyond excited. Well, I can't thank both Pass, who was sponsoring this individual episode, but also Pass for sponsoring and Chainbridge Bank. This cabana afternoon, we have a free afternoon on the second day of every one of our conferences. Uh, it's an opportunity for all of our members to put in the hard work the first day and a half and then enjoy an afternoon off. And I have to say, Adam, the last two years especially, it has been, it hasn't been easy. And so for everyone to be able to come together this afternoon and just have a drink and relax and pat each other on the back, you know, and say, you got through it, you survived. You know, for everybody who didn't have a chance to make it here, um, there have been some really enlightening and very important things that have been shared, not the least of which was our keynote speaker today, the outgoing governor of Maryland, Larry Hogan. Uh, Megan, you had a chance to speak with the governor. 
give people listening who weren't able to be here or going back to hear more what your thoughts were on that. I was after Governor Hogan spoke, I literally was like, sign me up. Like, I want to work for this man. He is just all common sense. He's so accessible and just lives in reality and is a breath of fresh air. And, you know, as a Marylander, you know, he's been my governor for eight years and I'm really going to be sad to see him go. And I'm really hopeful for what the future could hold for him. I was so struck by something he talked about, which was the desire for real problem solvers to get past name calling and labeling and go get the business of governing done. And as he looked at on that audience of, you know, 200 plus PAC professionals, I thought that's kind of a good description of people in our industry. Problem solvers who really don't come at things from a partisan angle, but who come at things from an angle of things have got to get done. Things have got to get fixed. Let's stop screaming at each other and go solve big problems. So he was in the right audience. Megan, I couldn't look at you. We both got a little choked up at the end there because he really is so impressive. And I kept thinking, you know, of all the candidates that all of us as PAC professionals over our career, we've had to interview on both sides of the aisle. Um, We've seen a little bit of everything. And I really felt like he um, is what we need uh, in more leaders. Yeah, you know, David makes a point that, uh, and, and it, it, Rush Reefer conducted the interview with Governor Hogan, and there was a, a moment there where the governor spoke about listening, not just about leading and making decisions, but about surrounding yourself with learned people who don't always share the same opinion, but struggling to articulate their point of view, what the hazards are, what the benefits may be, and then you leave it to the leader to make a quick decision. And it really reminded me, as David Schild just said, those are very much the same things that our government affairs shops are trying to do to give our information as best we have it, our guidance, and try and provide an outcome that works, but leave it to the decision makers so that they're hearing the best. And we heard that throughout the conference, David. Look, I couldn't agree more. And honestly, when you talk about, boy, you've touched on something that's so relevant to People at this table, surround yourself with smart people to tackle hard problems. Who does that sound like? I would say uh, Larry Hogan is the Michaela Isler of governors. <laughs> the Michaela Isler. That's what I would say. Gentlemen. I'll toast to that. How about a little Cheers. toast break? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Michaela, people comparing you to the governor of Maryland, but oh my gosh. he was not Keep the drinking, only Dave. one. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the only one who really shared some things that I think had a lot of heads nodding. Tori Barnes from the uh, U.S. Travel Association said some things that I think really struck a lot of people as common sense as well. I hope what I felt on the stage and I hope in the audience folks felt was um, that there's still a lot of opportunity, that there's hope for sort of brighter, better days ahead. Yes, we have weathered a really challenging time as PAC professionals, but it is time, David, to go from defense to offense. I think yeah. it's it's we've got to move in that direction, mm-hmm. and we've got to be proud of what we're doing. And that, you know what, at the end of the day, like Governor Hogan and leaders like him, everyone at this conference, all they want to do is do the right thing. Yeah. I was thinking about, you know, the folks that are at this conference and, you know, some of us were doing this 20 years ago, and some of these folks have been here for less than two years, but everyone now has something really important on their personal resume, which is, I went through a crisis, 
I managed the pack through that crisis. And boy, oh boy, if that doesn't matter in corporate America and association America, just as you talk about your career journey, you know, change management, confronting adversity, going through a really bad storm and coming out and the roof is still on the house. Like everybody in that room was sort of speaking to that, whether on stage or in the audience. That's a huge, I mean, don't stop patting yourself on the back when it's time to brag about yourself for, for that kind of achievement. David, absolutely. I think what I heard loud and clear from the our speakers today was the strategic role that the PAC directors and managers and the political folks on the team have and that it helps our leaders see around corners. It helps our leaders. We, we are advising our C-suites. We are advising our, our heads of government relations. Um, and it's we need to feel that and own that space and step forward with it because that is what our roles are and I heard that loud and clear from our executive panel today yeah I agree with both of you and I think David you bring up a great point because it's kind of like we talk about failing forward sometimes that's in those moments is when you learn and how to be better and I think going through these crises while difficult and challenging in the moment um you're going to be a much better leader next time around. I, when <laughs> Shannon Imony was discussing the uh, angry voicemails and nasty <laughs> yeah. emails she received, I mean, I think everybody in the audience kind of nodded their heads a little bit, right? Because if you're running a robust operation, you've had that experience, right? You had to take tough criticism. Fundraising is not for the meek of heart. You got to learn to live with rejection and some strong feelings, especially in the last two years. Absolutely. And I think what NABPAC was ahead of the curve on was the power of having difficult conversations. And that is what we do every day. And this idea that, you know, we, everyone's going to agree with every candidate that everyone, that every organization supports. And that's just not the case. I mean, I don't, I can't think of anyone in my life I agree with 100%. So why would I expect that of my elected officials? Well, that, that just takes me back to earlier in the conference when I was hearing from people on the dais and off that some of those tough conversations redound to great benefit. This, when the attacks come, or something that seems like, if you're not read in, is some revelation, and it's not. It's, it's, it's just a firecracker. But the tough conversations have been had. And acknowledging that there's disagreement, and that maybe now's not the time that you want to contribute to the pack is fine. There's nothing wrong with that because we have so many other goals together, and we're talking. And we're able to come back and reassess. And that's how these packs thrive and stay alive. And how we can look each other in the eye and treat each other as professionals. You don't have to say yes every time somebody asks you for something. But the energy that comes from working on shared goals, it it brings community, both within our corporations, within our associations, and within NAPAC. Well, I have to say, I love that's exactly right. And I think if you talk to NAPAC's very own Tracy Edmonds, who was on leading one of our panels today, you know, she used to be the chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer at Anthem, now Elevance Health. And, um, you know, it was one, of, she was a naysayer. And Tracy Wynn, to her credit, said, look, let's just have a conversation. Whether you give or not, I just want to give you the facts and the information and then you can make an informed decision and through that very honest and open dialogue she became a champion of the pack and I think to your point Adam at the end of the day if one we have rules and regulations around 
making sure that employees don't feel coerced and, and forced into giving. And all of us take that very seriously. If you don't want to participate in the pack, we respect that. We just want you to hear our perspective. I was also struck by being in a room with 200 people who didn't walk away from involvement in the political process because of a specific crisis or a specific event. There's been numerous global challenges you know, in the last 1,000 days, let's say. And a lot of people could have said, we're done with this. We're going to walk away from this. We're not going to be a part of this, right? It's um, uh, Pete Campbell was one of my favorite characters on Mad Men, my hairline inspiration. And he used to say, the conversation doesn't end just because you leave the room. That's the right attitude for PACs. The Congress will continue to meet. The government will continue to legislate. Public policymakers will continue to make laws that affect us. Taking your ball and going home doesn't solve that problem. And I saw a lot of people in that room today who were like, we're not going to quit on this. We're not going to just take our ball and go home. You know, one of the things that struck me, and I, I heard this from people on the dais again, but they, they seem to echo something that, David, you've said on this podcast repeatedly across 100 episodes, which is, as a PAC manager, it is your responsibility to be the subject matter expert, to be the person who can speak knowledgeably, accurately, or run down questions and get answers and if that's coming from the C-suite or even from anyone else in the operation, that you're the person to turn to. And Lord knows, we heard from some people very very much in the C-suite echoing that sentiment, Mikhail. It was good to hear that. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, it's something we've been talking about when you know we heard from one of our panelists this morning and said, we need you to level up. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about leveling up and managing up, and it was nice to get that validation that th- they really need us to guide them, be that strategic advisor, um, and and be the be the expert on campaign all things campaign finance. And how much does it say about this organization that to make everybody as smart as they possibly could be, we brought in David Wasserman to give us you know the straight take on what did the midterm elections mean? Because I know a lot of these professionals are going to go back to their offices. And they're going to regurgitate it, the information, right? I talked to an expert, and now you're hearing from me what it means to us. Absolutely. I mean, that is part of our role of being PAC directors is what are the political implications of this election and how does it impact our organizations? And again, that's our job is to help explain that to not only our PAC donors, but our potential eligibles and, quite frankly, all of our employees and members. Well, you are listening to the 100th episode of the Facts About PACs podcast Today, sponsored by PASS, brought to you by NABPAC. And Michaela Isler, you and I started this in some dark, scary days during the (laughs) pandemic when we weren't able to do what this organization has always done, bring people together, to draw energy and strength from each other. And just like every organization we work for, we had to find a new path. Adam, I have to say this is such a testament to leaders like Megan Joyce. Mm -hmm. And Tim Fulton, who Tim was Fulton president at the time, um, and our entire executive committee, because I remember you saying to me, we'd had some sort of lofty goals about kicking off and starting a podcast before the pandemic. And it was like, yeah, we'll get there. I think we'll get there. And then the pandemic hit and you said, Michaela, we got to move on this. And I have to give credit to this executive committee who took the risk. We had no idea where this was going to go. We didn't know how controversial it could or couldn't be. Um, but... I want to thank you, Adam, for leading NABPAC and guiding us through this entire podcast process because I really don't think that two and a half years ago I ever would have imagined that this would be our 100th episode. And and honestly, Adam, growing listenership 
uh, week after week. It's been incredible. Well, I echo what you say, and I appreciate your kind words. I think about people like Megan and David, who are here at the table with us, but also John Mason, Mm -hmm. Tracy J. um, Tracy Wynn. Tracy Wynn. Thank you. I mean, the leaders of this group are not talkers. They are doers. Absolutely. They show up, and they support you. And if they need to give you feedback and saying maybe we need to try something differently, they do it productively. And that's all I've ever experienced at NAPAC. And as I took the time here at this post-election conference in 2022 to just do interviews with people and ask them what it meant, they said, I longed for the, the ability to be here among all of these people, which we had four years ago. And even as we went through 21, and then were we really going to get here? I don't think any of us really thought we would. And so people are just downright giddy. Uh, and, and it's exciting to be a part of it and to be right in the middle of it, David. I think uh, great associations have to reach their members where they live. This is a medium now that allows people to communicate, that allows you guys to bring in the best of the best um, and talk about the state of the industry, the issues that we care about. Uh, if you can, while on the treadmill or driving to work or you know just decompressing from the day, get a little smarter about your job through this podcast, I think that's great. And as to 100 episodes, I mean, someday when I'm at the Smithsonian with my kids and our microphones are right there next to Don Draper's suit or whatever, you know, I, this is a special thing. And not a lot of people hit 10 episodes, much less 100. So, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, you've got to keep it going, Megan. And I know that you have led your team at, at your company to try out new things and to explore I want to just give a shout out to Amy Adams. Right, we talk about her as the human on the other end of the NABPAC help hotline, just like Carol Laham is the human at the other end of the NABPAC legal help hotline. These are people who are here to serve and listen, just like Governor Hogan said, and to to understand where you're coming from and try and give the best advice. In We've been living that on this podcast, and I feel like it's important to bring in academics, and you've helped us do that and led the way with pointing us in the right direction on that, Michaela. We're still exploring. Yeah, I think we've just scratched the surface, truthfully. We had, you know, some early, uh, you know, communication with some great researchers out of University of Chicago and Brigham Young and even Princeton University, and uh, since then we've learned of others that are, you know, in this space, and I think more that we want to explore. I think one of the things I think about the 100th episode and I think about when this was launched and as a way to bring the community together and I look at how our organization has grown since that time, I don't think that it's ironic or by accident that 100th episode and we have had 100 new members join NAPAC since the pandemic and I think it speaks to a way of how bringing people together, keeping the leading edge and bringing thought leaders from across the wide spectrum of of issues we need to deal with Um, and I think that just is a testament to it so I look forward to the next 100 It's also, it's part and parcel to something that this organization has been about from the beginning which is PAC management is a profession like any other profession. It's not a side duty. It's not other jobs as assigned. It's a profession. And in professions, you have academic study. You have professional development. You have top-tier trade associations. And you have podcasts. I, I, this fits perfectly into that message that people make careers out of this. People build even um, you know, more impressive next journeys on top of this. It makes sense that we have this. And as I look around at the near 100 people, some of them partially clothed, 
uh, poolside, <laughs> <laughs> and there goes Andy Jones. I've been. Yep. Uh, is that we have a great sponsor and pass for today's podcast, and they showed up big, and they're really important to our community. But they're not alone. No. Okay. Access Marketing Services, State and Federal, Sajak, and Chainbridge Bank, um, and Quorum, and National Journal. All of these people are here to serve people who need help and are trying to innovate. And they have been supportive of us. And we've been able to talk a lot through our solutions and actions about what's out there and what you might want to try. I'm proud that we've been able to do that too, Michaela. I am so proud. This has been just an, the, one of the unexpected gifts of being executive director of NABPAC. Uh, you know, I will uh, oftentimes will show up to give a presentation or, or meet with a member company. And the first thing they say is, oh my gosh, I'm such a fan of the Facts About PACs podcast. And I think Adam, you and I have talked, we're like, we know our numbers are pretty decent, but like I think there's a whole other group out there that we can't even track that are listening. It's just been uh, the reach that we've had, and I think to Dave's point earlier, um, meeting them where they are, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, we were able to um, be in everybody's sort of homes each week, um, recapping all of the great events that we were doing. We were putting on a lot of webinars. We were putting out a lot of information. Um, they were getting pulled in so many different directions. And so to have this at their leisure when they could stop and listen, um, I think there was a hook and they've stayed. You know, here's a thought. They say in Florida, if you want the weather to change, wait 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. There is something about the weather in this And it state. literally just did change, yeah. by yeah. the way. It just exactly. changed. I'm looking yes. out there, right? Yes. The haze is gone. The sun is Very out. Real. People are really enjoying themselves. Yep. It wasn't like that this morning. But so, too, has the conditions changed both for employee-funded and trade association PACs, our political realities in Washington, and what's going on outside the bubble in the Beltway. And if you are steadfast and you keep the faith, if you're a straight shooter and you're speaking honestly both to your stakeholders and to the folks who you need to advocate on behalf of and to, you can find the sun coming out and... Don't let yourself get down. It might feel dark, but you know what? The clouds will break, the and you'll be doing a hundredth episode right. with a Bud Light in your hand. There's a song about that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, um, Adam, thank you for being such an incredible supporter, leader, guide. I've learned so much from you in this process. I also want to thank Dave and Megan. We both. Both of they've you. been on this show a lot. Well, they've been on the show a lot, them. but I've also known them, and we kind of all grew up together in this space. I, you yeah. know, we talk about twenty-year friendships. Uh, we have known each other at least twenty years, if My not goodness. a little longer. Yeah. And so, um, I can't thank you both enough for being regular guests on the show, but also just such incredible supporters of NAPAC. Very happy to do it. I, I'm looking forward to episode two hundred. Uh, what will we reflect on, right, when we reach that milestone? I don't think that's being unrealistically optimistic in any way. And it's it's fun to be back with people you like working with. How many of us get to say that? Amen. And whether it's the people around this table or the broader gathering down here in Florida, it's fun to be working with people that you like. And, and that's what this conference, I think, is in many ways about. Absolutely, David. And Michaela, I, I would be remiss to not acknowledge the tremendous leadership that you have provided this organization since you stepped in the door three and a half years ago. Amen. Um, and Amen. a lot of, I mean, 
it wouldn't happen have happened without you. Oh. So you are our fearless leader. We are eternally thankful for your being that leader and being inspiring us all to continue trying new things and and the sun will come out so thank you for all that you do well thank you and i just want to take an opportunity if our live audience hears me i just want to thank the members of napac for supporting us joining being on panels whatever it is we ask them to do they always step up they always rise to the occasion and i just want to give a shout out to all of the napac members who are here but also listening from home well, thanks for joining us on a very special live episode 100 of the Facts About Packs podcast. Subscribe, like the show, share it with a friend, and we'll meet you right back here next week. Cheers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>